Thanks for joining us for this message from Awakened Church. We believe in the power of God's Word, and we pray that you're encouraged by this message. Now lean in as we hear from God's Word together. This series we have been in that we're closing out is called Playlist, um, and it's been focused on the book of Psalms. Um, that's what we've been going through um, week after week. And uh, just to kind of recap for you guys, to help you remember some of the stuff we talked about, um, we read Psalm 51 together at one point. We looked into what was happening there as um, David was crying out to God um, for forgiveness as he was like emotionally breaking down before the Lord as, as we read through that. Um, he was breaking down his shame and his guilt that he felt before God. Um, as, we, as we studied, this was probably written after he had sinned with Bathsheba. He had, um, had essentially adulterous affair with Bathsheba and then had her husband killed, and he felt this great weight of shame on him. Um, we talked about that as he was emotionally working through that um, and, and, and what that means for us. Um, another week, we talked about Psalm 62. If you guys remember, um, that was where the writer was struggling with waiting so he was struggling with what it means to wait on the Lord as he looked around him and he saw the bad things that were happening in his life and the people's lives around him. And he was like, where are you at, God? As we talked about what it means to maybe feel stagnant in our lives, we don't know where God is. And as we're waiting and we're trusting, yeah, God can move, but we're not seeing him yet. What's the deal with that? We discussed that. And that's what the psalmist in Psalm 62 was, was writing about, wrestling with waiting on God. That, that emotional response of having to wait on the Lord to, to intervene. Um, another one we talked about was uh, Psalm 73. This is just last week where uh, Asaph, uh, very well known, one of the guys who wrote a whole bunch of Psalms, but Asaph is battling doubt, doubt about God's justice. He's looking at his world and he's looking at his situation in his life and he sees that, man, is there any justice out there? The people who are good are being spit on and cast down, and the people who are evil and corrupt seem like they're building up and prospering. Where's the justice in all of this? And he's emotionally working his way through it, saying, I'm doubtful of if God's even out there. Is this even worth it? And he's pouring out his heart about this situation. These are some of the things that we've talked about. But it's interesting because despite the topics of each of these Psalms that we've, just, that we've talked about, each of these writers ultimately focuses back on God. That's where they, they go. They go from very emotion-based, very heavy on what they're feeling, what they're going through, and then very quickly over to, but here's what God says, or this is what God is. This is who he is. This is character. Regardless of their emotions, the writers dig deeper into theology. And that's why the title of today's message is Emotions and Theology. It's interesting because a lot of times when we think about emotions, we hear different things like, uh, don't, your emotions are, are worthless. Don't let that influence you. And that's true to a point. That's not fully, fully false. But the truth is, emotions are actually important. God gave us emotions for a reason. And the thing that's so interesting, the thing that makes Psalms such an interesting book is that as these writers are pouring out what is going on inside of them emotionally, what God does is he begins to do some incredible things in their hearts and in their lives in showing them a deeper theology about who he is. So many of these um, psalms are meant to be songs. That's why we named the series Playlist, right? 
That's, that's kind of the idea. But the thing is, when we think of the concept of a song, just think about this for a second. Just close your eyes real quick. When I, when I say a song, songs, what is a song? What comes to your mind? What, what makes a good song? As you guys just ponder that for a second, probably a couple things that will come to your mind. You can open your eyes again. Hopefully you're a quick thinker. Um, but probably a catchy tune. That makes a good song. A, a good catchy tune, a good rhythm. That's what we want. What else makes a good song? Clever lyrics. Clever lyrics, things that make you think. One of my favorite bands is Reliant K because I think they have really clever lyrics. If you know that band, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. They're, they're, they're a cool band and they have very clever lyrics, the different things that they write in their songs and things that they say. It's very thought-provoking. Um, another thing is a memorable bridge in songs, things where the, the bridge in a song, if it's memorable and it sticks with you, it stays and it just kind of bounces around in your head repeatedly. You can't make it leave because it's just stuck in there. These are the things that we think about when we think, oh, that's a song. That's what makes a good song, right? These are the things that come to mind. But if you're like me and you associate psalms with songs and that's the way you think about them, then you might think, well, then what makes these so special compared to all the other songs that are out there in the world? Why are these psalms that are written down in this book, over a hundred of them, way over a hundred actually, why are these so significant? Why are these songs unique and different? Why are they worthy of being called scripture when there's literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of other songs out there that we don't consider scripture? Why? Why is that? Well, it's because the psalms are so much more than just songs. They're way deeper than that. Um, And it's because there's a lot more intention behind them than just clever lyrics, a catchy tune, or a memorable bridge, or anything else. A lot more is going on behind the scenes in the writing of the Psalms. So this this is kind of the reason why. The Psalms are actually poetic compositions. That's what they're called. That's how, like, people would classify them. Um, poetic compositions. This means that they're meant to go beyond music. They can be music, but they're meant to go beyond music alone. Now, this means that these things could be recited. That was the intent as lamentations, which honestly, I don't think we even really do that at all in our culture. It's not, it's not normal in, in the United States, but a la- lamentation um, is like a cry. So like a lot of times, this is when something really terrible would be going on in people's lives. Um, or a struggle. They would recite these laments. They would like cry out to God. Oh man, these things are so hard. They're so terrible. They're, they're struggling. God, this is what I'm feeling. This, this illness is crushing me. And it's all this, these very specific laments. That's part of what you find in Psalms. Um, another thing that you find in, in Psalms are prayers that were meant to be recited. So recited prayers, very specific um, things to, to pray. And then also songs. Like, like what we said. So each psalm, ultimately, what makes them special is that they were written um, in the pursuit of worshiping God, regardless of what they are meant for, whether it is a song to be set to music or whether it's a prayer or whether it's one of these laments or crying out type things, they are all intended for worshiping God, Okay. Now, this is really interesting because as they're intended for worshiping God, they're meant to be guiding others into deeper understanding of who God is as well. So 
as the writers would pour out their emotions, that's what we just talked about from the different examples. What we're talking about today is built on just the few things that we talked about in the series. But it, I'll challenge you guys, go back through the Psalms, read any Psalm. It doesn't matter. Pick one, open it up. You could open it random, start reading. You're going to see a very similar pattern. Um, very often, whether the subject or the topic is joy or thankfulness or doubt or pain or guilt or any other thing, every single time it'll be very deeply emotional, but then it's going to go straight back to theology, right to deep theology every single time. Now, the reason is because as these writers were pouring out these things onto the page, they were seeking God at the same time. It wasn't just about, oh, you know what's going to be a catchy, clever line? This is really going to stick in people's minds as we sing it together. I'm going to write this down. That's not what they were doing. Um, They weren't just out there to try to get people to sing along or to engage with a song or to have a memorable bridge. That wasn't the point. Um, As these writers were pouring out these thoughts onto the page, they were seeking God deeply. They wanted God to show up and begin to reveal things to them. So, What we see, and you could write this down, is that the Psalms are human emotion met with divine revelation. The Psalms are human emotion met with divine revelation. So most of the Psalms um, were written over fairly long periods of time. I know when we think of a song, you might think, oh, real quick, one shot it, write it out, or maybe over the course of a day and a half or something, you really put pen to paper, write a cool song. It's not really what the Psalms were. A lot of these took potentially years to be fully written. Um, So it's really interesting. As as the writers are taking time, they're not rushing through this. They're seeking God. God would open their eyes to deep truths that are found in his word. And what I love about that is you see these deep human emotions, these struggles, like the things we've already read about. Think about this. They're writing about, God, I'm so guilty. I'm I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with waiting on you. God, I don't see justice in the world. Weeks and weeks are passing. They're coming back to that page. God, what are you doing? They write down some thoughts from this. They go away. God begins to pour into their life. He begins to reveal through through his divine nature incredible things about who he is and what he's doing. And then they continue to write that stuff out. It's very intentional what they're doing. And what God is doing as he's opening their eyes to those things is he's connecting the dots for these human beings Um, to the truths that are found in his word. He's connecting it to his involvement, the experiences that they feel. Because this is the thing about humans. You can read something in a book. You can read God's word. You can have something mentally in your mind. Oh yeah, I know that truth. But until you experience it and you can connect the dots to the actual life that you are living in, sometimes it's hard to really grasp what's going on. That's what's going on in these psalm writers' lives. They need the, the dots connected between what they're experiencing and then who God is. So God's revealing that to them. He's showing them, hey, what you're seeing right here in, inside of you, what's going on in you, this is how I, I connect to that. That's what's happening in the Psalms. Now, the Spirit of God would impress on these people um, these powerful things, powerful, deep things. And it's because of that that the Psalms can be prophetic. Have you ever wondered that? It's a song. How can this song be prophetic talking about Jesus? This is, some dude just wrote a song out. Why, how can that possibly be prophesying about the coming of Christ? 
How could this psalm be teaching me deeper truths about theology? It's a song. Why? Well, it's because they're more than that. They're so much deeper than that. The way that they were being written was so much more intentional, and, and they were taking a lot of time to put these things out there as God poured into them. And that's why the Psalms are so important. That's why we can view them as, yes, there is prophetic things in here. Yes, there is theological truths that can only be found in the Psalms and truly understood there. That's, that's important. Now, all of this was ultimately, like I said earlier, shared with people to be sung or recited for the worshiping of God. That's why we studied it here today. And this is kind of where I want to close out because what's so interesting about the Psalms is that they do resonate with us because they're deeply emotional. And then they connect to this character, the theology of who God is. So the challenge I have for you guys today, and I'm going to be closing out right here, but, but I really want you guys to take this seriously. The challenge I have for you guys today is begin to write your own psalm. I want you to sit down before today is done. I want you to begin to put a pen to a paper, a notebook or on, a, on some, some, something you can write on in your phone or whatever. Start to write out the beginnings of your own psalm. This is something I did and, and Devin actually did and several other people as I went through um, school of ministry and was studying. Um, our teachers had us do this. And what God revealed in us was, pretty crazy about where our own hearts were at and what we didn't know and then how God showed us some things about who he is. So I encourage you guys, before today is done, begin to write your own psalm. Write out what's going on in your heart. Again, it can be anything. Maybe you're in a great space in your life right now. Well, then you should start writing about that. Or maybe you're in a really rough spot. Then you should start writing about that. And be like these psalmists. Don't spare anything back. Don't worry about, oh, what are people going to think if they see what I wrote here? Put it all to paper. Pour that emotion out and genuinely seek God over the course of this next week. Come back to that note. Seek God in his word. What does he reveal about himself in here? It's not you just making up theology. I want to make that clear. You're not just saying, ah, oh, this is who God is. Make sure you come back and verify, is this found in his word? But continue to write that out. And I challenge you guys to do that this week because I think what you're going to see is, some in pretty incredible things that God reveals to you. And that's my challenge for you guys, and that's kind of the conclusion of our message today, um, and that's the, the end of our series. So I'm going to be praying for you guys this week as you're working through that. I'm going to do the same thing this week. So next week, I'm going to ask you guys, as I see you walking around, hey, how's that song coming? All right? Thanks for joining us for this message from Awaken Church. We'd love to hear how this message or the ministry of Awaken has impacted your life. Let us know at awaken.church forward slash my story.